This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatool. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. We've reached the middle of the week and match day's eve with Arsenal set to play Buddha Glimpse in the Europa League tomorrow evening. Early kickoff, 5.45, of course, as we're away this time around. I don't actually mind these 5.45s, however... I am well aware that a lot of people work uh, and are going to be annoyingly missing uh, probably part of the first half at least, which is a frustration. But from my perspective, I don't mind this kickoff. Uh, It's a nice one. It means I finish work at around 10 rather than gone midnight, which is always nice. Um, And of course, ahead of the game today, uh, Arsenal take their last training session, of which I'm going to be at this morning at London Colney. Uh, before Arteta's press conference this evening, of which my colleague Kai Karnak will, of course, be at Uh, in Norway. Uh, Amazing trip over to Bodo for him. Uh, Lovely stuff. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. PJ, good morning to you, to Kaiser, to Matt G. Uh, Good morning to James and Runs with Cows and Jose and Lynn and Olu. Good morning to Dave. Good morning to Gunnarai David and Nikolai. Uh, Good morning to Marcus. Good morning to Dave and to MRM. I hope you're having a fantastic week, people, and everybody else joining us in the chat box too. Of course, uh, I have left a poll in the chat box, which relates to one of the stories that we're going to be discussing today. So if you haven't yet voted on our poll in the live chat box, please do. If you're watching this on Catchup, of course, you won't be able to, but you can leave your thoughts and comments down below in the comment section. Without further ado, though, as always, uh, do check out the latest prize over at Football Prizes. I do believe that the uh, the early price has now ended, which means that it is now four ninety five for a ticket. In fact, if I move this up onto the screen, there we go, lovely stuff. Um, you'll see forty nine five for a ticket, um, and you can win tickets in the hospitality section for Arsenal against FC Zurich in the Europa League. And not only that, but a 2022-23 Arsenal squad signed and framed Arsenal shirt, the away shirt from last season, as you can see on your screen. An amazing prize. Link down in the description. 
Do not miss your opportunity to win it. And, of course, the William Saliba signed shirt was actually won by one of our listeners, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. A massive congratulations to Jamie, who won the William Saliba signed and framed shirt. Uh, hopefully that is sent to you ASAP. Uh, congratulations. Brilliant stuff to see one of the CT listeners winning these prizes. Um, Arteta is planning a trip to Dubai over the course of the... This is not like a holiday. Uh, <laughs> this is like a warm weather training camp for the Arsenal team over the World Cup for the players, of course, that won't be involved in the action away at Qatar. So the likes of Kieran Tierney would be expected to travel potentially others like Ben White, Zinchenko maybe as well, depending on whether White and Martinelli get called up for their respective nations, they could also feature. But Arteta wants to maintain kind of this op opportunity to, to get players out playing in the warm weather, as the players will, of course, be doing in Qatar. So I think it's a good opportunity, a good idea. And I can imagine that a behind-closed-doors friendly might also take place over the World Cup period for those that are available Two, um, Ben White relished the chance to shine at right back and was spoken to about the possibility of playing the position before the season started. This story comes from Simon Collings at the London Evening Standard, who has reported that a discussion between White and the coaching staff took place. He, after being told about the opportunity to play at right back, was, you know, not I wouldn't say over the moon, but was certainly very, very uh, up for the challenge and certainly. Uh, has been doing fantastically well since then. I mean, the positions, the the tactics, the, the the consistency in the way that he's played that right-back position have been absolutely spot on. Um, and he is absolutely relishing this chance. So really good stuff indeed. Uh, David Moyes has called out TalkSport for not giving Arsenal and Mikel Arteta enough credit. Uh, speaking to the radio station, he says, I used to listen to TalkSport. A lot of people were always critical of Arsenal over the last few years. Nobody was giving Mikel any credit. He isn't half putting together a really good side. Uh, and it's really good to kind of see this happen because not only, of course, have we got the relationship between Moyes and, and Arteta from their time together at Everton, but it is true that not enough credit is given to Mikel Arteta. It is true that people are completely overlooking the work that has been done by Arteta from the point that he took over to the point in which he's found himself top of the Premier League table at present as we record this video. It is a huge amount of work, a huge amount of change that has happened. Uh, and I think that David Moyes is absolutely right for calling out TalkSport for not giving up, uh, or rather giving out, enough credit to Mikel Arteta instead trying to undermine him at every possibility. Uh, Milan, Juve, Shakhtar and Sevilla are all facing the Europa League drop from the Champions League group stage. After four games played, all four sides sit in third place in their respective groups. It should be said that uh, Sevilla sit joint uh, third place, I believe, with Copenhagen in their group, which could uh, open up the opportunity for Sevilla, of course, to escape. And by escape, I mean drop to fourth place. Um, but Milan and Juve in particular, very likely to drop now into the Europa League. Either team doesn't necessarily threaten me, I don't think, at this stage. That said, I did think that Fikayo Tomori's red card yesterday was scandalous. Like, how on earth you can get sent off for that is an absolute ridiculous. We can have a discussion about the penalty, sure. But the idea of sending him off for that is ridiculous, like genuinely ridiculous and how VAR did not intervene. I've usually been pretty impressed by UEFA's use of VAR as opposed to the Premier League's use of VAR. 
goodness me, that Tamori penalty was dreadful and the red card as well. Um, but yeah, so potential options um, for, for Arsenal could be Milan, Juve, Shakhtar and Sevilla beyond that round of 32, of course, because these teams will drop into a round of 32 in the Europa League and go up against the teams that finish second in the Europa League groups. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, this is kind of the more headline stories of the day. Kylian Mbappe is supposedly wanting to leave PSG, uh, reported by numerous sources, including RMC Sport and Marca. Uh, despite wanting to move to Real Madrid, PSG are reportedly said to not want to sell him there whatsoever, meaning that a move to the Premier League is the most likely destination before potentially a future move to Real Madrid. Arsenal have been named amongst other clubs that could move for the French international. Just for the record, I don't think this has any chance of happening from an Arsenal perspective. I would be shocked to see Arsenal sign Kylian Mbappe. I cannot see it happening, but Arsenal were named amongst a number of other teams as potential suitors for the player. Um, let me just, for the record, place my position on this. I don't think I would be open to the idea of Mbappe joining Arsenal, which, when I say it out loud, sounds mad. The reason for that is because, as you can see with the drama that we're seeing at the moment with PSG, I don't know if you saw the video of him playing against Montpellier earlier this season, where Vitinha broke with the ball, decided to pass to Messi instead of Mbappe, and Mbappe just trudged, stopped running, threw his arms up in the air because he wasn't being passed to. The move progressed, and eventually a cross from the right-hand side would have found Mbappe had he continued his run on the left-hand side. He's one of the most talented players in the world. There's no doubting that. But I just, we've just worked so, so hard to mould this club into a way to move on, quote-unquote, to use Aubameyang's terminology, big characters from this team, including Aubameyang. I don't want another player with the attitude, with the ego, with the arrogance like this. Arrogance can sometimes be a good thing. Just look at Thierry Henry and how he channeled his arrogance into becoming the best Arsenal player we've ever seen. But I just don't see that same level of... Um, channeling of, of arrogance and ego in Mbappe and I see it becoming a bigger problem than it needs to be. I don't want that kind of character at Arsenal and it's certainly not It's not worth compromising on our principles to bring in a player like that. And uh, I have left a poll in the chat box for you guys to have a look at um, and I'm very surprised that actually the majority of you agree so far with my um, position on this, 57% uh, of you have said no, you wouldn't sign Kylian Mbappe. 43% of you, though, disagree and say yes, you would sign Kylian Mbappe. But I am I'm intrigued by the number of people that have said no and are agreeing with the same position of where my head is at. Um, which is really interesting, actually. Very interesting indeed. But there you go. Uh, if you are watching on Catch Up, let us know in the comment section down below uh, what you would do and why, and also why, if you would take him, the uh, the drama, the mentality, the attitude problems that are being reported, why that's not a problem for you, um, for sure. To be honest, I just, I just think, and also, I mean, you look at the goal record this season, how many penalties he's scored, I'm just not sure if he fits into kind of the way that we play either. And PSG, you know, the way in which they dominate Liga, is that the same? Is it going to be able to see a player dominate the Premier League in the same way? Who knows? We've seen Erling Haaland do it. Why couldn't Kylian Mbappe, I guess? Uh, looking forward, of course, to um, a piece I wrote yesterday about Gabriel Magalhaes. Uh, I also jumped on to the Highbury squad 
to talk about this uh, with Sophie. If you haven't already had an opportunity to go back and watch that show, um, it's certainly worth doing. Effectively, the idea around the piece was always to discuss uh, Gabriel Magalhaes' growing kind of um, just this annoying myth that's creeping into the play about uh, Gabriel Magalhaes. He's a player that I like a lot. He's a player that, yes, makes mistakes. But I feel as though he's becoming a little bit more of the latest Arsenal scapegoat. He's facing a undue amount of criticism for certain games. And I feel as though when, yes, he makes errors, that's part and parcel of what footballers do. They make mistakes. That's fine. Footballers do end up doing that. I just feel as though the mistakes that Gabriel is making are being hyped up well beyond what is fair right now and what is contextually um, right and kind of on the level of what Gabriel is providing. If you haven't already uh, had the chance to read the article, it's over on my football.london page. You can find it. Just type in Tom Canton Football London. It will come up. Um, but it's worth a read. It goes into detail about it. And uh, if you want to hear me talk about it more, uh, I did that over on Sophie's Highbury Squad channel yesterday. Okay, uh, the headline story of the day. I don't know why I've not decided to change <laughs> the text once again because I'm a moron. Um, but Gabriel Martinelli and Bukayo Saka. Here we go. Saka and Mars. Saka and Gabby. There we go. That works. Uh, Saka and Gabriel Martinelli are potentially also close to signing their brand new contracts. This is reports according to Fabrizio Romano who claims that Saka and Martinelli are very um, well, Arsenal are very confident about getting both signed up to brand new deals. We talked about yesterday, Gabriel Martinelli's contract potentially lasting all the way through until 2028. Arsenal are said to have been in talks with Saka since February. There is real hope and strong confidence at Arsenal that both will sign brand new contracts at the club, which is great to see. And that completes all of today's stories. We're going to move to part two and your questions in the chat box right after this. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what questions you've got. Uh, Lewis says, uh, did you see the Henri clip on Paramount Plus regarding Mbappe? Henri himself was at playing left wing, so people with fewer caps and goals played centre forward for France, but did the job for the team. Mbappe has an ego. Uh, I haven't seen the clip back yet. I have heard about the clip. I need to watch it. Um, but I mean, Thierry Henry, you know, for all his flaws in terms of his arrogance and attitude at times uh, after, I think, his career, more so than during his career uh, and some of the stuff that's been said about Arsenal since then. But he channeled his energy, his arrogance in the right way, as I say. And I think that Mbappe is just not really uh, doing that right now. I feel as though Mbappe is a little bit entitled in the way that he's talking and acting about his position. He's not bigger than any club. He's not bigger than PSG. He wouldn't be bigger than Real Madrid. He wouldn't be bigger than Arsenal. Yet in his mind, I think that he certainly feels he might be uh, based upon what we're seeing and hearing and looking at in the scenario. But just for me, no, I'd much rather have a player with great attitude um, and, you know, good quality than a player with world-class quality but an awful attitude problem all the time because it just upsets the balance of the squads and the dynamic. So for me, all day long, uh, do not want that type of character in the Arsenal team. Um, Dave says, uh, Ben Jacobs has also reported that Saka, Gabby and Saliba will sign and he's confident about that. Well, that's good to hear. 
Dave. Uh, Hasala says, Tom, do you think it would be a smart to take out our star players to Norway, even if they start on the bench due to the fixture pileup that we have? Uh, just on the Norway uh, trip in the Werner Glimp game, we did record our preview show last night. So if you've not yet watched our preview show for the Werner Glimp game, that is the last upload on the channel before this one. So make sure you go and check that one out. But in my view, I think that we could certainly rest some players. We don't have to necessarily take all the players. It would be interesting to see who trains today at London Colney to see who is in line to potentially go and play against Buddha Glimt. I think that I would start one or two of the young players in this game. I would play Matt Smith to give a rest to Granite Xhaka. Matt Smith has done fantastically well for the youth teams when he's been called upon. And there's a reason why he keeps getting senior call-ups to sit on the bench because he's rated, you know, and he's been playing very, very well indeed. So I think he's one that we could potentially look at using uh hit the like button indeed matt g thank you so much for the continued support on the channel um marcus says can you change my response to no on mbappe after your comments we don't need another lazy moody player no matter how good they are uh delt says does Erdogan get unfair criticism i think it's been really important to everything we do i think there is criticism of Erdogan that's fair for example his shooting he needs to be better and more clinical in opportunities to take chances to, sc uh, to score he needs to be better there but if the if the comparative, if the criticism is that he's not good enough or he's not doing enough for the team, that is certainly unfair criticism. Odegaard is integral and massively important to the way that we play and should not be dropped by any shape or form. He needs to be in this Arsenal side for us to continue to be very strong at doing what we are doing so well right now. Um, Fuad says, if slash when we become regular Champions League participants, do you ever see Arsenal in this ownership targeting elite players like Mbappe and Haaland moving forwards? If we want to compete against City, it's needed. Uh, elite players are certainly something that Arsenal will look to try and sign. It's not like we haven't tried to do that already. You know, you think, in my view, Thomas Partey, when he was at Atletico Madrid, was an elite player, a world-class midfielder. Unfortunately, we've not been able to enjoy that as much as we would have liked because of the, the injury history that he's faced. We've brought in players that are becoming elite players, like Gabriel Martinelli, of course, William Saliba being another. And we've got players that are developing from the youth system into ones as well, like Bakaya Saka. So we need to make sure that, yes, we are signing them, but we also are a club that creates elite players. And that's the sign of a very big and strong team too. Uh, Kay Jar says, uh, from a psychologist, psycholo psychologist, <laughs> I don't know why I struggle with that so much. From a psychologist's point of view, Mbappe already had lost interest in PSG, but he had no choice but to sign the contract. It was insane money and he would have been stupid not to. I mean, sure, I don't know what extra value of psychology is in that. I get that there's kind of the side of things that his attitude after signing a new deal that he didn't want to, but I don't really get why he had no choice but to sign the contract. Why did he have no choice? I'd love to know why he had no choice in signing the contract. That would be something I'd be very intrigued to know why. Uh, Manu says, good to be back. Uh, good to have you back, my friend. Uh, don't want him at Arsenal, but where could he go? He's one of my favourite players, but it upsets me to see him waste his potential. Which club could manage him better? I think Real Madrid is perfect for him. They deal with kind of this type of character a lot. You know, it's just part and parcel of it. And because of their stature, they are at kind of the pinnacle Real Madrid. Whereas I also feel if he was to sign for Arsenal, he would just constantly have his eye on a move to Real Madrid. Is that really going to be beneficial for us? Would we ever convince him to be able to stay at Arsenal for the long term? We always have kind of that question mark hanging over him. 
Uh, Esmond says, I do not like Mbappe. I find him arrogant. The best players in history is the real Ronaldo, the phenomenon. Uh, you know, again, I point to the word arrogance. The best players in the world have always had arrogance about their play. Um, and our best player of Arsenal's history has always had arrogance about his game. So arrogance can be good if channeled in the right way. But I just don't feel as though Mbappe's mastered that quite yet. I feel he's a bit petulant at times. Uh, V-Dub says, with the January transfer budget around £40 million, I wonder where you heard that from, uh, who should we target for that kind of price tag? If it is £40 million, and I can't say I've heard that it is £40 million, for me, I think we need to make sure that we move for a midfielder uh, and look to try and bring in a, a midfielder of real quality. I don't think £40 million is necessarily the budget. I think Arsenal will know that they can spend money on players that they want and they could accelerate their plans for what they would spend in the summer and bring that forward to January. Hopefully, with a position that we might be in come January, we might be looking good for Champions League and knowing the money that comes with Champions League qualification, that hopefully would help things further. But yeah, I think I'll be looking to someone like Danilo, I'll be looking to someone like Mudrik and looking at those two as potential strong targets for the January window. Uh, Charlie says, let me get this. If Mbappe was available and it was between us and Spurs, uh, you are saying you guys would rather he go Spurs. That is not the discussion, Charlie, because eh? he's never going Spurs. It's not even a valid comparison. He's never going to go there. Uh, AG says, love the show, Tom. Always missed the beginning, though. Well, you know what time it is, AG. It's always at 8 p.m., 8 a.m. I should know the time every single day. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think that uh, had Mbappe had signed for Arsenal when Wenger was the manager, do you think that he would still be arrogant uh, and be in kind of that position? Or do you think that he would have been managed better? Um, I don't know. Uh, Wenger didn't particularly like to necessarily bring in players that were disruptive. We certainly irked away from players over the time that he was at the club that had kind of that that feel about them. So I don't necessarily think that Wenger would have signed Mbappe if he thought that he had those issues. Of course, when Wenger was interested in Mbappe, it was very early on in his career. He didn't develop into the player that's become this kind of pinnacle of football. Um, maybe he would have benefited uh, from that time at Arsenal if he'd have joined before he left Monaco or before he kind of grew to the level that we've come to understand him to be now. Maybe he would have benefited from Arsene Wenger during that time. But would Wenger sign him at this point in time now? If he felt that he could maybe change him, maybe he would, but it's impossible to know. It's really impossible to know at this stage. Uh, Francois says, no matter how great you are, no matter how talented you are, and no matter how rich or how popular, the player needs the team, not the other way around. Periods, though attackers need to be arrogant still and fearless. Uh, Zach says, he has so much talent like a Ronaldo situation with large wages. Many clubs are already set in this position, so financially it doesn't make any sense. Only in FIFA does this work. Uh, Lewis says, talking of Spurs and Mbappe, did you see Tom Holland's Spider-Man at Ballon d'Or with Mbappe and begging him to go Spurs? Mbappe said, not possible. I haven't seen that video. <laughs> I haven't seen that at all, but I definitely will try and check it out. Uh, Aya says, as Arsenal fans, regardless of our current form and position in the table, we need to also realise we're still building and not get carried away with stats that serve us no purpose. We must calm down. Uh, I think that people are calm, Aya, for me. I, from my feeling, I don't necessarily think people are getting carried away with title talk too much. I think, sure, title talk is is there. It exists. It's, people, it's like being people talk about whether Arsenal could be title challengers. But I don't think anyone's actually saying Arsenal are going to win the league from a grounded perspective. I really don't think that's being talked about. So I don't think 
I even need to tell people to calm down because I think that people are pretty chill about the situation. I think people are just excited, are loving the start to the season, are kind of confident around Champions League qualification for next season, which is also exciting because we've not been in it for so long. You know, I think people are fairly calm about things. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, Danilo and Mudrik in January or Declan Rice and Raphael Liao in the summer? It's a great question. Do you go and get players that necessarily aren't of elite level yet in January because you need the reinforcement and trying to take an opportunity? Or do you wait and go get players that are of a really, really high standard, but you can only get them in the summer? For me, I do lean towards the latter. Um, and I think that you could potentially sign a player on loan in January to cover kind of the midfield depth if you need to, knowing that you'd be able to get someone of a real top-class quality like Rice in the summer. I lean towards the second option. I think I would still need to see a loan uh, of depth come in or be assured that El Nenny is back to full fitness by January. Uh, Kibora says, Tom, we are City's only challenger. We are. We are their only challenger. I think that's fair. I don't see anyone else at this point in the table. Maybe Chelsea, they're the only ones I look to that could potentially catch up. But I don't see anyone else catching or staying ahead, in our case, of Manchester City. I just don't see anyone else doing it this season. Uh, Ronald says, what player improves on Xhaka's new position at Arsenal? Maybe a Sergei Milinkovic-Savic or some other player. He has always been the player that I have said on the channel I would love to see at Arsenal. I don't know if it's now a bit too late in terms of his age profile, but Sergei Milinkovic-Savic just scores goals, he creates assists, he's a great midfielder in that kind of uh, number eight, advanced eight, even number 10 role. I think he'd be brilliant. He really would level things up for us, but I don't know if or not he's the right age profile. Reese says Twin Coop Miners could be also one that we look to bring in. However, what I think about Twin Coop Miners is actually he would have been better in the position that Xhaka used to play in, more so than the position that Xhaka is now playing in. I just think Twin Coop Miners is better as that deep line playmaker, more so than he is a box-to-box number eight that Xhaka is now performing in. Uh, Marcus says, loves Zinchenko in his celebrations when not playing. Is that how he keeps injuring himself? Seriously, are his injuries worrying you? Yeah, of course they're worrying me. He's missed a ridiculous number of games so far early on in the season, and they're repetitive. I think he needs a period on the sidelines just to fully recover uh, and not rush into another one. I hope it's not an issue that's going to need surgery. I really don't. Um, But the way that it's going, it's worrying. It is worrying, especially when you've already invested so much in someone. Uh, Belage says Jude Bellingham is perfect for Xhaka's new role. Absolutely. If you can go and get someone like Jude Bellingham, go and do it. Go and get him. Uh, I'd rather see Julie Bellingham sign than Kylian Mbappe. No shadow of a doubt. Bring that guy to the Arsenal. He is unreal. Anyway, uh, that's going to bring us uh, to today's end. Uh, There will be a show tomorrow morning and then the following morning, of course, the reaction to the Buddha Glimpse game. Keep your eyes peeled to my Twitter account at Tom Canton Media because I'll be posting updates from the open training session today at London Colney. About to leave actually because the traffic around the M25 is notoriously bad. So I need to make sure I get around there in good time indeed. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you so much for making this show part of your morning routines. Welcome, new listeners. Uh, thank you for everybody that joined over from. Uh, the hybrid squad yesterday. I really enjoyed myself on the show with Sophie, as always. Go and check it out if you haven't done so already. And yeah, it's going to be hopefully a fantastic couple of days of football leading into what will be further good days of football ahead. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll see you again very, very soon. Go watch the preview show on the channel. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.